The last couple of years prior to being here, I was stationed in Williams up north. Uh, I was two years up there, and I took care of uh, Williams, Ash Fork, and Seligman. And uh, I lived in Williams, and if you've been to Williams, it's, it's kind of a neat little town, and there's, you know, Bill Williams Mountain right there, and the, the town is nestled at the base of it. And there were many days that I would, I would look upon the mountain, because the mountain's just right there, you know. And many days where the, the clouds would just kind of come pouring over the mountain. Um, as the weather would come up, it hit the mountain, and then it would just sort of stream down. And these clouds would come, they, they would sort of descend, you know, and they would sort of envelop the town, whether it was rain or snow. I just remember all these clouds just moving and moving and moving. For the Jews, for the Israelites, this idea of a cloud had a lot of meaning. This idea that God was leading them from a cloud. When, when they came out of Egypt, they followed this cloud that the Lord was leading them through or from. When Moses went up Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments, the, the cloud descended upon the mountain. And that was a representation of God descending on the mountain to commune with, with Moses. And so... After Moses received the law, he came back down and his face shone brilliantly because he had been with the Lord. He had had that experience of the Lord. So when we get to the transfiguration and we hear about these things, when the Israelites heard about it, it made perfect sense what God was doing. And so when we hear about it, to understand what God did through Moses, most especially, with the cloud and the face shining bright, brilliantly, and then Jesus being taken up. I mean, they go up on the mountain with Peter, James, and John. Jesus is, is raised up. A cloud comes down, and from the cloud, the voice of God, this is my beloved son, and Jesus himself shining brilliantly, right? White, you know, this brilliant white. The reason why God chose to do this had everything to do with demonstrating to the Israelites that Jesus is the new Moses, fulfilling the promises that he had made to his people. It made perfect sense because, remember, Jesus is trying to get through to his disciples, I am the Messiah. I am the one who is going to come to definitively liberate you, right? Moses delivered God's people, or God through Moses, more specifically. But Moses was the great deliverer of God's people, but that was just a physical deliverance. It wasn't spiritual. The Messiah comes as the ultimate deliverer of God's people who fulfills the law and the prophets. This is why when Jesus raised up, uh, they see Moses and Elijah. Moses represents the law. He receives the law on Mount Sinai. And Elijah represents all the prophets. That Jesus is fully in line and keeping with what has come before and brings it to fruition. Now, for the disciples themselves, what happens next after this scene? Um, after they come down off the mountain, 
they immediately go to Jerusalem. And this is where Jesus is going to suffer and die. And so by the Lord giving this vision to Peter, James, and John, he's trying to strengthen them. He's trying to show them, look, the days ahead are going to be tough. They're going to break your heart. You will be saddened. You will doubt. But remember this vision. Remember this vision of of me and my glory. And have faith that what I told you will come to pass. Namely, yes, I will suffer and die, but I will rise from the dead. Do not lose heart. Maintain your hope. So I'd like to focus on hope. Because this is what Jesus is trying to really convey to his disciples through this experience of the transfiguration. To have hope. Now what is hope? We have to define it now. Hope is, of course, one of the three theological virtues. All right, we're back in class. Theological meaning theos. They come from God, faith, hope, and love. So we receive them as a gift at baptism, faith, hope, and love. But they also have God as their object, which is they lead back to God. So they they come from God, they're given to us, and they lead back to God, faith, hope, and love. I think sometimes the distinction between faith and hope can be maybe uh, difficult to to apprehend. One thing to remember is that, um, of course, a theological virtue, manifesting that virtue, the virtue of faith, the virtue of hope, the virtue of love, is something that we, we do now. But a distinction between faith and hope is that faith is sort of more looking to the present and hope looks more toward the future. So faith is, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in what he has revealed. I believe that he is who he says he is, that he is true, and that all that he has revealed is true. I believe that. Hope. I have confidence and trust that all the Lord has said that will come to pass will in fact come to pass somewhat future-oriented, that the Lord intends for all of us to be saved, that the Lord desires all of us to be in heaven, that the Lord is going to take care of all of us, that the Lord's promises will come, come true. So we make the act of hope now, but it's focused on what's going to come. Does that make sense? Whereas faith is we make the act now, but it's also placed in that relationship now with the Lord. Faith, or hope then, is to sustain us through the difficult times. That we believe God is actually in charge. That God knows what he's doing. You know, right now we have this, uh, we we got a new plague, right? Um, And uh, the whole world world has to, you know, now deal with this, uh, this, this virus. And of course, we don't even know really a whole lot about it, how serious it may be, or what an overreaction is, or an underreaction is, we don't really know. I've been watching videos online of people buying toilet paper. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm watching these videos, I'm like, how much do you need? Do you need that much? And then I went on Amazon and ordered more. 
I don't know, everyone else is doing it. <laughs> I mean, you can't get hand sanitizer, you know? You can't get it online. You can't get any antibacterial stuff. It's just, it's no masks, can't get masks. It, it's, uh, and there's all kinds of reasons for that, but I, I, one of the elements of this that actually is good, you might say, how is that? I think one of the elements of this that's good is it's making people think about their mortality. It's making people go, you know what? I mean, it's probably not gonna happen, but I could die. I could die from this. I mean, the truth is that we could die any day, in any moment, in any hour, but we just don't think about it because of a lot of reasons we don't think about it. Most of, most of it is we're just occupied. We're preoccupied. We're going about our day. But what the Lord consistently, as he preached, tried to get people to recognize was that they need to prepare for eternity. Prepare for eternity. And hope, the virtue of hope, is focused on eternity. The Lord did not promise we're going to have an easy life. The Lord did not promise that we won't have suffering. The Lord did not promise that things were not going to be tough. In fact, he kind of said the opposite. It's going to be hard, but in the end, I am victorious over it all. What we always have to remember is we are creatures destined for eternity. We are destined to be with God forever. And all of this is just preparation. It's a short, short period of time. We come to Mass to prepare for eternity. We live virtues to prepare for eternity. We buy toilet paper, well, <laughs> not for eternity. <laughs> well, some have, apparently. <laughs> so to remind ourselves, okay, God has promised that he has won. The battle is won. The victory is won. But the victory is not over the minuscule things of this life. I mean, suffering is real, pain is real, but it's temporary. Life with Christ is eternal. So as we're considering our lives, looking at our lives, we need to have firm hope, steadfast hope, an act of hope. I have hope. I trust, Lord, that you are, in fact, Lord of heaven and earth. And all that you've said will come to pass, will be delivered.